The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey everyone, Roto World's Josh Norris here with another episode of the Roto World Football Podcast. I believe it's the start of the week six edition. We have three podcasts for you, obviously this one on a Tuesday, then on Thursday with Ray Summerlin, Nick Minzio, Rich Rebar, and then Friday, myself, Evan Silva, and Roto Pat. Obviously, you should subscribe. Um, we appreciate all of our subscribers, and especially those who take about 30 seconds and rate and review on iTunes, on Stitcher, wherever you want to. It's really, really helped out. Um, we're glad you're enjoying the content. And today, it's my pal, Raymond Summerlin. What's up, Ray? Living the dream, my friend. How are you? I'm ready to, you know, combine the weekend's news with the waiver pickups because your waiver wired column comes out Monday night slash Tuesday. And obviously, that's an important part of the week during fantasy circles. But Ray, first, I have a question for you. Um, what are your thoughts on underwear? Don't wear them. You do not wear underwear. For the purposes of this, no. <laughs> How about I pitch you to wear underwear and by going to MacWeldon.com, M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N. They sell underwear and men's basics. And with the promo code RotoFBRay, you can save 20% on your very first pair of underwear. I mean, Ray, the first pair of my life of your life. I mean, at I don't even I'm not going to guess your age, but <laughs> at some point, Ray, it's the, the saying goes better late than never, you know, and to me, like underwear just makes my comfort level rise throughout the day for as much time as I sit down. I like to have, you know, Ray, that that one layer of clothing between myself and my pants. <laughs> you, you should try it out sometime, Ray. You know, I, I don't use sheets either. And so, and, and you a, don't use towels either. You just like air dry. Yeah, I, I walk outside and I, I let the breeze take me. So, so you're in. You're you're putting me in a new world. I'm interested uh-huh. in this men's basics idea that okay, you're talking so about. Okay, e- so even if you don't go with underwear, even though they do have really really nice pairs of underwear, I actually wear them all the time. Um, they have other things, Ray. They have hoodies. They have t-shirts. They have socks. They have sweats. They have really everything that you could want. I I know you don't wear underwear, but maybe some of those other things you wear throughout the day. Absolutely, you have to. Okay. They get very upset with you if you if you don't wear underwear or sweats out when you, you go can't, out. Like go to restaurants, you know. Um, these are facts. These yes, are, these are facts. These are facts. And again, Ray, if you want to check any of those out, go to MacWeldon. 
com. Use promo code BROTOFB, R-O-T-O-F-B, to save 20% off, Ray, your entire purchase. Um, again, Ray, you, sh- you should try out underwear. It's a pretty good thing. It's a good life hack, in my opinion. Um, I want it to be clear here that I do actually wear <laughs> underwear. <laughs> nah, nah, you don't. No, I'm you not don't. a savage. No, you don't. But I don't use sheets. That now, one let, is let's true. move on to the real news of the week, Ray. It's not that you don't wear underwear. It's it's about Jalen Richard. What's his role in the Oakland Raiders backfield? I know a lot of people are hyped about DeAndre Washington, and it kind of came into fruition, at least a duo, um, with Latavius Murray out on Sunday. And, I mean, I think that was clear that that was going to happen you know, even before Sunday, I, I talked about it a, a couple places at the end of last week after we found out that Murray was going to be out. I mean, Richard had had a role in the offense the first four weeks. He had right. played actually more snaps than Washington in three of those games. Washington did out-snap him by 14 in this, but Richard saw the exact same number of touches. He actually outgained him 97 to 52. Now, the problem here is that Latavius Murray is coming back at some point. I think he's coming back to a smaller role but he is certainly going to be back Jamezel Olawe is not going anywhere and he's certainly a goal line back and so what you're looking at here is Jalen Richard is at best the 1B and by the way the guy that's the 1A ahead of him is like they're almost twins when you watch them play they're (laughs) they're basically the same player and so when you look at all of this and you say all right this was a good week I like what I saw out of Richard I think Richard's a good player but What's the upside here, especially with Murray coming back? So this is a situation, like I said, with Dixon last week, right. where I think that he can be, Richard is probably going to be overvalued in in the waiver priority and fab bidding, and I'm probably going to be targeting other people this week. And, I mean, it's not like they have a better matchup than the one they just had upcoming. Well, I don't know their schedule, but I'm just guessing that because obviously they had the San Diego Chargers, and the Chargers have struggled um, stopping the run. Yeah, I mean, now it's what, like quadruplets? At running back, and that's super tough to kind of discern who's going to be the primary runner in those situations, and so it's kind of gross all around. Um, let's stick with the running back theme, Ray, uh, and someone getting more and more touches each and every week. Uh, Devontae Booker with the Denver Broncos, another rookie. Um, what did you see out of his game on Sunday? Well, I, I think you know that I love Devontae Booker mm-hmm. uh, coming. I think that I thought that he was. I think I had him ranked as the. Second, I wasn't as high on Henry. I was wrong about that. But I, I think that Booker is an amazing back. I think he's a three-down back. I think he's great. And what we've seen, as you mentioned it, his snap percentage has risen every week this year. I believe it was 41% last week. And I know people will put it down to, while well, they were losing in the game. They liked him in the passing game. He was getting snaps on the very first series of the game. Notable. When the game was still in doubt, he was getting carries. This is not a fluke. He is becoming more and more involved in the offense, and it shouldn't really be that shocking. It's not like the Broncos have ever committed to C.J. Anderson before, and C.J. Anderson has not really played that well. So I don't think think it's really that crazy to think that Booker is going to come in and get a timeshare. The Broncos have the easiest schedule against the run remaining in the NFL. It's not particularly close. It's... At some point, these both of these guys, or one of these guys at least, is going to get going. It might be Devontae Booker. If you go down the waiver wire this week, there aren't really any surefire starters. Even James Stark, so, who we'll talk about in a bit, he's not a surefire starter this week. So if I'm looking at the wire and I'm saying, well, nobody's going to help me this week, what am I going to do? I'm going to take the home run swing. And I think that Devontae Booker is the home run swing this week, especially when you look at his talent and their remaining schedule. Yeah, the other commitment the Broncos have 
given CJ Anderson the last few years is with their wallet. Um, and obviously in the first two weeks, I mean, he had great weeks, but we were kind of expecting that volume until maybe he got injured, but that's changing. Like you've mentioned, and I think it's a good point. Um, how about James Starks? You mentioned it. James Starks is someone who I actually thought would have a bigger role than he's had so far, or at least more fantasy production than he's had so far. Uh, and it's, it's been limited. But speaking of limited, uh, Eddie Lacy looks like he has picked up an injury along the way. So it could be James Starks with the more opportunities moving forward. Well, Lacy said after the game that he was all right. And Coach Mike McCarthy said today that it wasn't a serious injury to Lacy's ankle. But he, he didn't you know, make a commitment about week six. So it's very possible that James Starks starts this week against the Cowboys, who, by the way, have given up the fourth fewest points per game to running backs because they have a ball control offense. They keep other teams off the field and they've and they have their defense is playing a little bit, I think, above its head. And if you go look at what Starks has done, he has has a one point eight yard per carry average this season. Seventeen of his twenty four carries have gone for three yards or less. He hasn't been good. It's not even yeah. that he hasn't he's not getting touches. He hasn't been good. So if you if you put all those situations together, it's not a great matchup. We still don't know if Lacey's going to sit. It, there's a chance that Lacey plays this week and that Starks hasn't been that good. You're looking at a one-week rental at best who's at best a flex play. Unless you definitely need somebody to play this week, unless Starks is going to go straight into your starting lineup, I really don't see the point of picking him up at this point. Unless something comes out that Lacey's ankle is worse than we think, he's going to miss multiple weeks, then, then you obviously have to pick Starks up. But unless he's going straight in your lineup, I'm going to pass him up for people like even Jalen Richard or people like Devontae Booker for sure. There's like a theme to this week already, Ray, and it's like very little optimism to the waiver wire so far. Um, will that continue with Bears wide receiver Cameron Meredith, who had a great week on Sunday? No, I actually like him quite a bit this week. Um, I know it's surprising for me to be high on a player, but I think you look at what Kevin White was doing before he got hurt, and Cameron Meredith came in and took over that role. He had 12 targets to just six for Alshon Jeffrey. Again. Who, I know. Again, we, 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 we talk, we talk about, about it. it all the time, Ray, on the Roto World Fantasy Football Kickoff presented by Kia. That's the Roto World Fantasy Football presented by Kia. Yeah, we talked about it, and it's just it's crazy that the the secondary receivers well I guess we can't even call them that anymore <laughs> but the but the secondary receivers the receivers not Alshon named Alshon Jeffrey right. keep getting the targets and Meredith he looked good he had a great double move to get open on the touchdown he did have the fumble late which ended up costing the Bears but he was good enough he should you know he should keep the role and if he is taking over for Kevin White we're looking at eight to ten targets a game and unlike white, he might actually be able to do something with them. So this is a, this is a great situation. I think that Meredith is, is very clearly the top wide receiver ad this week. Uh, I did think it was interesting, this quote that I read from John Fox a, a few minutes ago, saying, well, he was asked when Jay Cutler comes back what they're going to do with Brian Hoyer, and he says, we don't have a plan, uh, which is your 2016 Chicago Bears. Um, Ray, we are <laughs> recording this before Monday Night Football, so we will not get to see uh, Jacquez Rogers be the primary ball carrier for the Bucks before we're recording this right now, obviously. But um, Charles Sims is put on IR. Doug Martin is obviously coming off an injury. Just looking forward, not talking about tonight, obviously. Um, what are you seeing for Jacquez Rogers? Will he, have a, will he have a role no matter what? Absolutely. I mean, with Sims on IR at, at least eight weeks, we don't really know 
at this point we're recording how serious the injury is. I mean, Sims going on injured reserve kind of came out of left field a little bit. Right. So we're still trying to figure out what's going on. But they are going to use a pass-catching complement for Doug Martin when Doug Martin returns, as he's expected to after the bye. But Martin is a better... I, I, do have to say Martin's a better pass catcher than maybe we think because of how they've used Sims, and I think Martin's role in that could expand. He could become more of a three-down back. But it's likely that Jaquiz Rogers is going to be a seven, eight, nine touch a game player. And while he's not the same talent as Charles Sims, that's still going to give him quite a bit of value, I think, in PPR leagues and yeah. maybe some back-end value in standard leagues. Sims was the running back 27 in PPR leagues with Martin healthy the first two weeks. So there's definitely value here. I, I'm not sure how much standard value there's going to be because I don't I don't think that Rodgers is the talent of Sims and I don't think he's going to get the same number of touches as Sims. But certainly in PPR leagues, Rodgers has to be picked up. So can I put this into context a little bit? Because I took some flyers, uh, not waiver pickups, but because um, I didn't use my, my spot in the waiver process, on a guy like Wendell Smallwood. Would you prefer Jacquez Rodgers to Wendell Smallwood on a fantasy roster? Yeah, especially after Smallwood only saw one snap last right. week, which was you know, pretty disappointing. I, I don't think we expected him to be the lead back by any stretch of imagination. Peterson said that wouldn't happen. Eagles coach Doug Peterson. But I do think that I thought he was going to be more involved and he wasn't. So at this point, if you're taking a shot, you're going to take a shot on a guy who actually has a role right now. And that's that's certainly Jaquiz Rogers. I'm going to go off script here because I'm watching highlights that are streaming my computer right now and ask you about... Uh, Vikings fan favorite Adam Thielen. Does he factor anywhere in your pickups this week? It's actually not off script. Aha, this is the deep cuts portion. Because he's in deep cuts. Look at this. Now, the reason he is not factoring into the pickups, well, it's twofold. The first is that they are on bye this week, Mm -hmm. which I'm not going to pick up a speculative guy uh, going into his bye week um, in most leagues and most formats because the formats that I'm writing to, the reason I have the deep cut section is I'm writing to deep I'm writing to shallower formats with shallower benches. But in deeper leagues, I could see picking him up. But the second problem here is that Stefan Diggs will, by all accounts, be back after the bye week, which will hurt Adam Thalen. But he was he was being used as the number two receiver even before the injury. I think he had something like six targets a game, somewhere around that, even before Diggs went down. And he's looked really good. I mean, mm-hmm. some of the some of the catches he had yesterday that he had ran a double move for the touchdown, he got open pretty easily down the left sideline. Now the Texans were down two corners, but it, it was still an impressive performance from him. I think he has a role in that offense. The problem is, is that's not an offense that's going to support multiple pass catchers in fantasy. I don't think unless they dramatically change, they have been running more shotgun, but this is still with that defense. They're going to want to try to run the ball, limit Bradford's attempts, limit Bradford's opportunities and I think that that hurts Thalen. And by the way, Cordero Patterson, who deserves some mention here as well, who has six targets in back-to-back games and is actually playing like a real NFL wide receiver. I think that's which the is, first Cordero Patterson reference on the Road to Road Football podcast ever. Yeah, and I mean, he deserves it. That the yeah. touchdown that he caught uh, was a good route. He made a contested grab. He looked like a receiver, which is something that a you couldn't say about him. Yeah, something you couldn't say about him two years ago. So I think that both of those guys deserve mention, but they both have the same problem. Once Diggs gets back, where are the targets going to come from? And that's that's the problem for anybody that's not Stefan Diggs or Kyle Rudolph in that offense. Any other deep cuts that you like this week? I think that Jerron Brown from Arizona is very interesting. He's played more snaps 
than Michael Floyd two weeks in a row. He has 14 combined targets the last three games. It's not crazy to think that he takes over as the number three receiver in Arizona as they search for something to make you know, make that offense work. And they get the Jets on Monday night this week, and it looks like Carson Palmer is going to be healthy. So there's going to be some opportunities there for a pretty big receiving day. And then another receiver, Chester Rogers. Uh, Philip Dorsett <laughs> in Indianapolis has been a big disappointment. Yeah. Ten total targets the last three games, even without Moncrief. Rogers has played at least 50 snaps the last two games, nine total targets over that span. He hasn't done anything with them, but he's developing a role in a solid passing game, and, and that makes him at least worth a look in deeper leagues. Chester Rogers is a Dream Bowl alum. Uh, my boy Eric Galco runs that. So it's pretty cool to see. Um, in fact, a couple weeks ago, I tweeted, what is a Chester Rogers? And got some <laughs> interesting answers. Uh, Ray, you're the man. And for everyone listening, thank you for subscribing. Or if you haven't already subscribed, um, rate and review as always. And you can check Ray and I out, uh, our faces and our words coming out of our mouths on the Roto World Fantasy Football Kickoff presented by Kia, which airs third. Thursdays, 3 Eastern, and also we'll tweet out links as well. Correct, Ray? That's correct. And it was the Rotor World Fantasy Football Kickoff presented by Kia. My man. Ray, I'll talk to you on Thursday. <laughs> See you, man. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also, 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.